What's up, Viva fam? You are listening to the original Viva La Life podcast. I'm your host, Ash Toney, the host with the most commentary, and she has long legs. <laughs> How is it on this beautiful Sunday? I am drinking a tall glass of water. I'm a little hot today. I heard on the news last night that Yucaipa and San Bernardino County was, like, preparing for a hurricane. I forgot what the hurricane was called. They love giving them, like, white girl names. But anyways, it was a hurricane. We're not getting any of that weather. It's hot as fuck where I am in the AZ. High winds, though. Really high winds, so. We'll see. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Everything is on the up and up. By the way, if you haven't gotten a chance, check out the Ash Tone shop on Etsy. Lots of unique jewelry pieces and also vintage rings. So yeah, go check it out. Shameless plug right there. So in today's episode, I kind of wanted to hop on my train down memory lane about 18 years ago, which would put me in high school, I believe. If I'm doing the math, if the math is mathing, 32 minus 18 is 14. So maybe 17, 17, but I think you're a freshman at 14, right? Right? So maybe 18, 17 years ago, we're, we're going in that era. To set the scene... It's a small town in Hawthorne, California. Off of the street, Hawthorne. Sandwiched by the cross street Imperial Highway. Lies a small brand new school by the name of Hawthorne Math and Science Academy. Known to his students and uniform wearers of the spaceship on our chests as HMSA. Shout out to all my HMSA schoolmates. Hi, how are you? Now, bear with me. My memory is really shaky. I told you, I remember almost nothing after 23. I mean, before 23 years old. Kind of a good thing, but also, sorry if you heard some noise. I had to, like, dab my eyes a little bit. Let me get some air. A bitch is hot in here. I'm just going to get a little bit of air, guys, and then we'll get all this sound out. But I need air because sweat is dripping in my eyes. But yeah, lots of different things and a full-blown head injury. I don't really remember things past or before the age of 23. I remember bits and pieces to tell stories. I think I've said this before. I feel like I've said this before. But yeah, I remember like splotchy different stories, but I don't really remember a lot of things. But high school, let's try. I remember a lot of stuff and a lot of people. We're going to talk about them all. First off, let's just shout out the high school gang, the people I hung out with. <laughs> Like I said, don't be mad if I don't remember you that well, or if I forgot you, if I don't remember your name, because it's been 18 freaking years. Like, a whole child was born in an adult in the 
gap of time since I've been out of high school. Okay. So I hung out with a lot of sophomores. I had a childhood friend. She and I were like obviously childhood friends. We met in the Jehovah's Church. And I think we met when I was like what eight or nine years old. So middle school, we went to Dana Middle School. Shout out to Dana and all my Dana friends. Well, you know, we're not friends, but shout out to Dana, Dana Middle School. Hawthorne, California as well, but like the good side of Hawthorne, like by aviation, closer to Manhattan Beach. Yeah, the bougie side of Hawthorne. And then the high school was in the the barrio side of Hawthorne. (laughs) You had Hawthorne High down the street. I don't really quite know how far down the street. I never really went to Hawthorne High, but it was over there. A lot of times when Hawthorne High had some shit pop off, especially on single day Mayo, and it was like Mexicans versus blacks. Actually, in my instance, I personally never experienced that. But allegedly, that was a thing. And like HMSA would get locked down. Carlos, the security. He was hot security too. But Carlos lock us down and escort us to our cars. Anyways, I'm moving way too far in this story. So we have HMSA, a lot of, why did I bring Dana into this? Oh, because a couple of people from Dana went over to HMSA. So my childhood friend, she went to Dana Middle School. She's a year older than me, a grade older than me. So when I was in eighth grade at Dana, she was a freshman at HMSA, Hawthorne Math and Science Academy. So quite naturally, I went to go to school with my friend. Terrible decision. Terrible decision we'll get to it so I get to the school with her she makes two other friends they're in her grade they're her age they go to a different Jehovah's Church but it's not that diff it's not that difficult you can mix and mingle mostly people swip swap Jehovah's Witness churches all the time like you'll have the ones that want to go to the Hollywood ones because the celebrities go there or whatever but you can go and intermingle with other Jehovah's churches so no big deal they went to a different one because you can just visit right yes so the two other girls so quite naturally i hung out with them they had some friends um i remember i don't remember i wanted to say ethan and then i wanted to say i can't remember but he was jamaican he was like a cuddly teddy bear he was so kind and so nice but i cannot remember oh my god he was in he was a sophomore when i was a freshman we had another guy, Michael. We had, and this is all the sophomores. And then there were some other people. And then we had some new students get at it. Granted, I was a new student myself. Um, it took my mom a while to get me into a high school from summer break. So I think I joined like either 10 days or two weeks late, which the principal, shout out Mr. Morrow, made it my freaking problem. Mr. Morrow. I kind of want to say made me the person who I am, not for the better. Uh, he gave me the crippling anxiety for deadlines and for fucking up and for losing things and for being a perfectionist and for overachieving. And if you don't, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, he made me into that person because that's kind of what he did. Always on my ass for everything. So nice in front of the parents. But then when it was just me, he would like 
check me for everything even things that were my mom's fault he wouldn't address my mom about it he'll address me about why my mom ain't doing her volunteer hours that was another thing to get to the school you had to sign a contract and like volunteer like i think 30 hours a school year i can't remember but it was like a bunch of hours you had to, the parents and the students had to volunteer that's part of the contract so yeah he just be on my head about things that were my mother's responsibility but he was coming at me for it which would like put me in a weird mind space because i'm like dude i'm getting clocked for things that aren't in my control and if i fast forward sorry i'm passionate i'm getting out and if i fast forward to like me now that's my biggest problem freaking out and having anxiety over things that i can't control and this is why i'll tell you why because i know why because i never realized that there are things you can't control you know like i'm thinking about it now as i'm telling you this about mr morrow by the way we drive this like when he was principal of that school he had a red lexus the same one that i have except mine's his baby Mm, never mind i'm not gonna tell you what color it is but anyways but anyways yeah that's probably why i have this thing where like things that are our things that are out of my control i flip out about because i feel like things should not be out of my control i feel like if it's out of my control it's my fault i fucked up somewhere and i need to take some ownership accountability and fix it asap at 32 years of age especially in the year 2023 right now currently i'm realizing that things are just motherfucking out of your control some things are out of your control like you have nothing to do with it it went wrong but it's your job to figure it out so i'm realizing that now that's just a whole tangent about how mr morrow gave me crippling mental illness no kidding i don't want to blame it on him but like dude i'm telling you he was intense like very intense it didn't help that i was terrified of that guy i don't know why i was terrified of him but i was very scared of him so anyways get into the school two weeks late i'm the new girl everyone loves the new girl i practice not by the way i practiced for my first day practiced all of my swag practiced my outfits it was uniform but i found a way to customize my uniform what i would do is i would fold my uniform i would wear um red was my favorite color then red or pink i would wear a pink tank top underneath my uniform shirt unbutton the shirt all the way and then roll it up at the bottom and then tie it with a rubber band so it was like a halter top and then the pink would show at the bottom i would have a pink belt remember those cloth belts that you would wear with your initial in the middle and some kids that were balling had like the neon sign blinging on it yeah i had one of those and my belt matched my undershirt so you know if i had a pink one a blue one a yellow one my belt matched and i either had an a for my a initial or i had like lemon with the yellow belt i had like a pink heart with the pink like i had a different buckle for the occasion like i the, your girl had buckles your girl had buckles so buckle and then we had the khaki pants that we had to wear the bottom i would cuff up into capris you remember y'all know stop playing put the rubber bands at the bottom roll them up now you got some capris on some ankle socks and then we had to we had strict dress code kind of with shoes shell toes were acceptable so i wore shell toes with the trim that matched my tank top underneath 
and my buckle belt so if it was baby pink i had baby pink shell toes with my buckle my belt and my top and then i would do something like with a hair bow or something in my hair i wore ponytails back then so i would wear like something ponytail-y but the same color and then the earrings <laughs> i had some earrings from new york i felt so bomb because i had went to new york before i went to this school so over the summer i had went to new york and i bought all these earrings like these bamboo earrings like i felt so fly going in so i had my fit so first day first week i'm killing it i'm i instantly knew sophomore so we're in with the sophomores there were some girls in my grade shout out to l'oreal and cassidy how could i forget i could never forget l'oreal and cassidy they were like the biggest part of why i was sane in high school they made high school a pleasurable they were great people like i love to get to school to be with l'oreal and cassidy like my mom would tell you at home everything was l'oreal and cassidy l'oreal and cassidy l'oreal and cassidy so shout out to l'oreal and cassidy they were freshmen like me but we all hung out with sophomores like we were the cool freshmen and then we had lexi i can't forget lexi oh yeah didn't i feel like she went there but i also didn't go to the school that long to be like remembering who really graduated because i didn't graduate from there and then we had chanel jael who else chanel was like that model chick super tall like me but she was skinny i was thickums so she was like definitely in my opinion going to be the next america's next top model and then we had jael he was cool he hung out with us you know he had the hazel eyes going on and then later down the line we inherited perry perry was a new student i can't remember if he came my sophomore year or my freshman year but let me tell you i had the biggest crush on that kid like for real now it wasn't nobody knew i didn't tell nobody nothing nobody nothing i kept out mums because you know how it is when the new because he yeah that's why i'm saying i think he came if he because he was a new student i was already two weeks like and new so i'm i was already two weeks late and new so he came way after that so i'm thinking he came when i was in my sophomore year but i felt like he was around for a long time so maybe he came second semester of my freshman year i don't really remember but anyways when he came everybody every girl loved them perry like oh my god so quite naturally i instantly knew i didn't have a chance there were so many girls it was so much competition instantly gave up didn't even try didn't even try so i put myself friend zone so he was in the group side note this is how childish i was in high school he got a tattoo perry he was showing everybody and then my my response was whoa how did you get that we're just kids or something like that i'm like we're just kids no really i thought i was a child I, you know what this is the thing though i was acting my age because you are still a child in high school like mentally yeah mentally high school and like in your 30s yeah you're a child you're a child you're a child so i'm not gonna clock myself for being hella immature but i really was hella immature like fresh from playing barbies fresh from playing barbies so and i was sheltered doing the whole jehovah's witness thing i was really good ranking up in that way so yeah it was really good in high school so much so i didn't date anybody almost there was this one guy i had the hugest crush on 
shout out oh adonis he was in the group too because i had to bring him up because i had this huge crush i think freshman year of adonis now it was not that huge of a crush and it was slightly exaggerated i told i think my childhood friend whatever the case is i told some people about that i loved adonis but then i don't remember how but it just became this running joke i'll tell you adonis would be way across the yard he could be in the cafeteria i would spot adonis from a mile away and then i would go adonis and take off running high speed at him just to hug him like not just hug him like bear hug him granted i was bigger than him kind of taller than him or maybe we were the same height but i was definitely bigger than him so like it was not like a hug where he can get away he had to stay and take the love it didn't bother him well might as well didn't bother him it didn't bother him though why i say that is because he was in the group so you know it was like he kind of knew it was like a haha thing adonis and they like he played his role too by acting like he was so it was like you know what it reminded me of the parkers with mr what is his name miss parker you know miss parker and mr ogilvy yeah it was that scenario miss parker mr ogilvy you know what it actually even looked the same like they were the grown-up versions of us high schools kids or people so yeah that was that so then we had another addition shout out to george tall white guy fun now yeah we were in film class together so i would talk to him a lot and actually we were really cool and then like i think i think it was my sophomore year it was right before i left i like started developing a like a little crushy crush but it didn't go nowhere because he was always with somebody else that's the thing like the school was so small that when i first entered as a freshman we didn't even have seniors like the seniors were the juniors at the time and once we all graduated and i went to sophomore year then we had seniors because the juniors were the seniors also another detaily deal is that the school was like two broken into two so we would have to leave the main area and then walk around to like this muslim church and finish our lesson in the muslim church because we didn't have enough school space for everybody so half of the school was in the muslim church and then the other half was in the actual school area later on down the line they ended up buying everything and building the school bigger and bigger but this is why i say don't go to new schools they still get in their shit together so did i set the scene en- up enough oh so i guess we'll just go into this little detail 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 because i'm going around kersha so then there was another crush i think his name was chris or something like that he didn't go to the school but his parents or family owned the muslim church where we did classes so he would be there every once in a while i developed a little crushy crush on him and then we were like not necessarily an item because remind you i'm like a jehovah so i'm trying to be good and not fail but we were like hugged up a lot eventually things got really intense and then um yeah i didn't i didn't maintain my good girl jehovah status let's just say that no i didn't fuck but fellatio can i just say fellatio nah nah i'm not gonna take all the limit i just wasn't out here in high school having fellatio i actually didn't want to do it at all but this is where it gets tricky and this is why i'm just gonna go on a sidebar tangent this is why i think a lot of girls scream rape 
and then the guy be all caught off guard and trying to be like, no, I didn't rape her. Because sometimes no means no, even if we're laughing. Sometimes we're just fucking uncomfortable saying no because nobody wants to be the killjoy. Nobody wants to be the one right before sex or fellatio to be like, oh no, stop. We're doing too much. Nobody wants to be that. We know we're being a stick in the mud, but also we know we're not comfortable and we don't want to go any further. We might have plans. We might have other things you want to do first. Like not, like not all the time. And so that makes the no. Sometimes we're not that brave. You know, we're not standing up for ourselves that well. We don't speak up for ourselves. And so you have to. Well, some girls don't speak up for themselves at all. And they just end up doing whatever sex hack a guy tells them because they just haven't learned how to stand up for yourself and just like say no and really like get that motherfucker to know like no no, I'm not playing like I'm not playing hard to get I'm not teasing I fucking mean no I will bust you in your shit you know that's what they should know but I didn't know that then in high school I was just kind of like dancing around the subject trying to hint at no but not being direct and that's why my ass got sucked into fellatio <laughs> no pun intended but sucked into fellatio let's just go along that line so like I think sophomore actually I carried that secret to my grave I don't think I told anybody until like after I had left the school and I was like in college and I finally confessed to the Jehovah's and I got in trouble not publicly luckily because the public trouble is way worse than the private trouble but I got private trouble before having for sucking for fellatio two or three years in the past but yeah I did get in trouble that kind of fucked me up mentally that also kind of set the scene for my school year not gonna lie because I think that happened my freshman year. Uh, I want to say like either second semester or the end of first semester going into second semester. Whatever the case, it had happened like fairly early in my high school experience. And that kind of like sucked all the fun. Like I really could not focus because like every day I was carrying that deep, dark secret and like I just felt like I was gonna burn in hell I was disappointing everybody I was such a big slut I was a whore like but then I couldn't tell anybody because like as a Jehovah's like you're obligated to tell on people so if someone confesses something to you and it's like against the rules they have to tell or report it or they'll get in trouble too so like I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to suck anybody into it so I was like literally suffering <laughs> you might think it's dramatic but like honestly it was mental torment it was suffering because it's like man I did this I'm holding this secret I also didn't really want to do it so I feel some type of way like like at the most I felt disappointment in myself because I I let I felt like I let myself down like I didn't stand up for myself good enough I just got punked you know like just trying to be the cool girl because this was the guy I, I don't I think I maybe saw him one time after that and then never saw him again never saw him again so that was another thing too like in my head I was like see you're dumbass you're trying to like please other people and they don't even give a fuck about you like dude I was going through it after that and that kind of fucked up the rest of the school year for me because like that's all I thought about like it just ruminated and ruminated in my mind one how terrible I am two how much of a punk I am because I don't stand up for myself and three I'm gonna get in so much trouble the Jehovah's Witnesses are gonna kick me out my family's gonna disown me I won't have any friends so that played in my mind 24 7 on top of the mental things I was already going through and on top of my family living situation and on top of Mr. Morrow is just on my ass for everything like I'm telling you I would forget pens and pencils I would forget my life binder shout out to the life binder I will forget books. I will forget to get signatures. If I got lower than a C on a test, 
it was all go to the office and call your mom and best believe mr morrow was right fucking there ready to let my ass have it for failing yet again what else about high school so film class was my most exciting class it was it was the one i had with george we had a lot of fun together but then in film class that's where shout out to mr dura hopefully he hasn't been in any scandal so i can shout out to him but shout out to mr dura because he taught me how to do production like i learned product i've been doing production since i was like 15 years old we actually went and did production for a concert a ti concert and i i can't remember like the details I, like this is just now entering my brain like we did go there we went to some it was like some performance it was like a show and we were the high school interns that was doing like production we were building the set and helping and ti was there he performed and i think um it was ej johnson that was there it was the the basketball player's son he was there i can't remember anything else i'm actually surprised i pulled that memory like i'm very impressed because i have never told anybody that in my recent life but anyways yeah so yeah mr dura would it was the plug he would get us these gigs and we would do production setups and actually that one with ti was when i found out that i was taller than ti because in ninth grade me and 10th grade me was so hard on ti like i loved me some ti like there was nothing nobody could tell me i was rubber band man's wife like i loved ti so much in my high school days so when we went to go sat up i was like so excited so yeah that's when i saw that i was like taller than him and it kind of like shook me i don't know why but it shook me but shout out to mr dura because that's where i got my thirst and my taste for production mr flint <laughs> physics now with this high school and loot i i haven't even gotten to junior year you know why because i didn't make it past second semester sophomore year we went on christmas break in sophomore year and i never went back never went back didn't turn in the books actually i sold them on textbooks.com and got the money for it but never went back to the school ever again because i transferred to a home school they told me i had all the credits to graduate and i graduated they were like do you want to wait for do you want to wait until the end of the school year so you can walk with the graduating class i was like fuck no mail me that shit and that's it so yeah so all these details is all in between ninth grade and the first semester of sophomore year yeah damn i didn't even stay that long <laughs> so where was i oh mr flint so yeah, Mr. Flint was the physics teacher. That class for me was so difficult to pass. It was that class and Miss McKenzie. Was it Trig? Let me tell you, the way we cheated in that in that class, can I confess this now? And then we had Miss Bayani, which was the algebra teacher. Her daughters were like in middle school, like tutoring us because her daughters had like they were in like sixth grade taking sophomore math classes. Like they were in they were in the math class like with me so they were hella smart but miss bayani she was on her shit i remember one day she was like you're so pretty you should model you fat you should stop eating like she oh she was she was what pacific islander i think or asian can you see? i don't remember which form but not the typical asian she was like another asian graduated from mit 
brains for days shout out to miss bayani because she's like the definition of a strong independent woman that's smart like this woman knows math and it's just like the way she explains it is just like spelling t-h-e the just easy she had us do this class where we in in our geometry class i think she had us map out the entire school square footage we had to like draw blueprints of the entire school and get the square footage and like calculate all that shit and that was our high school project for the whole year of geometry she just gave us time to work on it and at the end of the year we turned it in that taught me like the very basic skill I had when I took it to Macy's because we had to do something similar and draw up our department and well we didn't have to do the square foot we just had to map it out so that way we can get some things done for our departments but I went ahead and mapped it out calculated the square footage and how much space I had for everything you know why because shout out to Miss Bayani <laughs> Miss McKenzie's class was like so well this is the thing miss mckenzie was a little off her rocker i think she like something about her in volleyball was she on a volleyball team i don't know why i associate her with volleyball but i feel like she was on a volleyball team but like she was off her rocker she was never 100 percent there and i think that translated into her teaching methods because i never understood a fucking thing i learned how to sneak answers into my fucking calculator because that's the thing we took all tests with our calculator that's how hard the math was it didn't matter if you had a calculator you just had to learn how to do the problem like the calculator was the least of your words you needed to remember the formulas i couldn't remember the formulas to save my fucking life so i would write all the formulas down put it in my calculator tape it and then close my calculator and then open it and then slide it already ready to go so i'm just prepared when she was sit back down i'd slide my calculator down write down my formulas slide it up sometimes it got so intense that we would like write answers on our calculator and hold it up for the people behind us or in front of us we would pass answers the class before us would give us the whole fucking test so we could study all through our down period and then for fifth period we'd go in there dude we did everything we fucking could to pass miss mckenzie's class because i the math was not mathing with that woman the math was not mathing now to mr flint his class was super fucking hard too but i was also terrified he reminds me of donald trump for some reason i don't fucking know why for those of you that went to high school and know mr flint i don't know why he just reminds me of donald trump i was terrified of mr flint and that fucked me up because like when he would teach and he'd ask me if i understood i would be so intimidated oh did we get the message do we get like how the person i was in high school very intimidated very weak and sucky okay I would just like be like oh yeah yeah I would fake and pretend like I understood what he was teaching me because I was afraid if I told him I didn't understand I would disappoint him and get in trouble so I would lie and then I would have to stay after school for tutoring because I didn't understand the fucking thing all day also my mom worked late so she didn't get to pick me up until like 5 30 or 6 school was out at 3 so I'd be after school for a hell of a long time until me and l'oreal start catching the imperial bus home because we like lived in similar areas so we would catch the bus together if she didn't catch the bus i would just walk that whole hour and a half because i was terrified i'm telling you everything terrified me in high school like i was so stressed out and this is why my mom sheltered me my whole entire life like my entire life and then high school was the moment she decided 
throw her to the wolves, give her every fucking thing, let her out there. And that scared the shit out of me. Like everything was scary. Like the adults, Mr. Morrow, Mr. Flint, the responsibilities, remembering my life binder. Like I could not handle everything on top of trying to learn all these subjects. Because this is the thing, despite my mental turmoil, I was smart as fuck. So I would be in the higher math classes or the higher sciences just because I would test pretty high. And also because Mr. Morrow would fucking threaten to call my mother if I got anything lower than a C. So that's why I also passed. But the thing is, I was smart. So they're leveling me up with these classes because I'm smart and I can do it. But like mentally, I'm only doing it because it's like fight or flight. Like I know if I fail, I'm getting in trouble. Or so I thought I'm getting in trouble or I would die or my life is over. It was already difficult. Like I should have just taken the basic of the basics So that way I can use my brain for handling life. Like, how do you organize having six classes and then two middle ones? How do you remember to bring out your PE clothes? How do you organize your homework? And this is the thing. Homework was a bitch. You would stay up until five, six in the morning doing homework. Like, like homework at HMSA was insane. Like, insane. Each class was about four hours of homework. Like, we had hell of homework. Like, like, and that was another reason, too, like, my mom would pick me up late but the whole time after school we were doing homework you know the people I was with we were doing homework because homework took forever like you were on homework all night all fucking night especially with Mr. Benzino Mr. Burrino Mr. Berzino Mr. Bernardo I forgot his name but he was the biology teacher oh my fucking god I will never forget the biology suffixes and prefixes to this day I know biology suffixes and prefixes that's why I'd be like oh I know exactly what a vitamin is oh I know exactly what this is I know exactly what that is because Mr. that guy I forgot his full name made sure we knew biology he made sure we knew biology so yeah oh i just remember mr hernandez he was the vice president or vice principal and hot as fuck like hot as fuck so was ray shout out to the janitor ray and carlo shout out to the security what else what other memory can i creak into the back of my mind it was something else oh so i want to talk about the getting picked up so there were some times when my mom would pick me up hella late it was this guy i think he was either tungan or samoan and he would wait with me he had cousins too and they would wait too so it was like the three of them and they would just wait sometimes the street lights would be on and it'll be dark and then my mom would be pulling up barely like sorry i forgot about you or it was she was really working late we can't really follow the woman because just like i'm having a hard time keeping up in high school and managing things because like trauma she went through it too so she's having a hard time balancing having two kids a newly single mother picking them all up like she had it worse because she actually had children to take care of I had it pretty bad though because I was a child going through it trying to manage my child experiences with no adult to help me. I was like thrown to the wolves and sink or swim. It reminds me of that Krishan song, Keep Swimming, like they threw me in the deep end, didn't teach me how to swim. I'm going win. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah, that was that was my whole life. That's why I can that's why I'm a fucking Michael Phelps in the water because like I learned the hard way, a lot of things, everything. (laughs) So yeah, that was the whole picking up late. It was a lot of times, or I would walk, or I would carpool with my childhood friend. But like I said, she met other people in that was her age. Not that a year apart is a difference, 
you know but they were for me i was a didn't give a fuck person i didn't try to impress people if i wanted to do some silly shit i did it i didn't really give a fuck what people thought about me i feel like i could be speaking on a turn it could not be true but i just feel like she cared more what people thought about her so she wanted to associate herself with cool people also um well high school wasn't when i started having an eating disorder it was after i graduated like that second like 16 15 and a half 16 was when i start so that was like literally that winter over the winter break when i was never coming back i started heavily getting on live journal twitter meeting the anorexic community online and get into that never went back to high school so i would do all of my lessons and classes or whatever for the little bit of time i had to because whatever and then spend all of my time because my mom was at work there was no adult spend all of my time with the anorexic ed ednos community online and so like the more i dived into that i start getting thinner and thinner and thinner and then that also put animosity between me and my childhood friend because we were both thickums together and then i start getting really really skinny and you know how it is some people just like feel away about it but i can't even be mad or be like oh she was just jealous because like don't be jealous bitch i was literally suffering from an eating disorder like that was the only cheat code i was throwing up and starving so whatever but yeah so that kind of put us you know we grew apart so after a while i did not carpool with her because she would go carpool with her newer other friends so that yeah i was either waiting until the streetlights came on or i'll wait catch the bus with l'oreal or i would walk and that was that so towards my last semester uh sophomore year the first one that was my last one being at that school i was fucking up left and right and this is why hold on i need air guys i'm about to decease oh damn 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 Oof, this feels good. All right. We're going to end this show pretty soon, guys, because I am fucking hot. I just start cutting up. I didn't bring my life binder. I would show up to school with nothing. Granted, they didn't do the send home and call home thing anymore by then, because I guess, one, I was always in there and a lot of other people, too. The other thing was um, they would just do detention. So you, so I ranked up so much detention that I was never going to serve because as soon as Christmas break came, I never went back, never served that detention. That was that on that. What else? Hmm. I believe that was it. There was like a lot of other little things that happened, but I don't remember. I remember Miss Mina Montes, Miss Mina Montes, Mina Montes, because she was mean to all the black kids she would like put us in the corner in the back of the class granted we were not helping (laughs) we were loud and laughing i accidentally karate chopped her in the throat once playing around with another student karate chopped in the throat one of the kids start laughing loud and everyone started laughing loud miss mina Montes is like grabbing her throat grasping for air and i'm just standing there because i'm taller than her by far just like oh i'm so sorry that was a little memory also in that class spanish class it was we went up to spanish three shout out to adonis because he was like half mexican and he was in our spanish class just just coasting through because they underestimated that this nigga knew spanish for real so he would be helping us because he knew spanish but another thing is i would use one of i think it was either l'oreal's or cassidy's uh iphone and i would like watch all of the cut the cat williams specials like everything cat williams i was watching it and i would just laugh in the back of class watching cat williams so 
yeah, that was another little memory I remember. Through film club, me and my childhood friend, I think George, I can't remember if he was there, some other people, we put on our very first pep rally. I was so surprised. It went over so well. We also had, like, the news channel. It would do... <laughs> dude it was so urban like i'm telling you like we invented the news channel and like they would actually stop class to play the news channel nothing was news we were literally out there asking students to chicken noodle soup to do all the dances the chang hang low the lip gloss like that was the news channel just us going to the field and talking about pop cultural events you know what nothing has changed for me and like for like every class like i think it was like fifth or sixth period they would stop and watch our our air of the news channel which like we were like 90 percent in charge of mr dura made us do everything he would sit there and guide but like we did everything so like shout out to me because that was fun i believe that was it about high school you know i'm i was having fun like remembering all these things and reminiscing it was sad but yeah I abruptly left I don't even think half the students that went with me knew what happened I'm sure my childhood friend told them that I transferred or I went to homeschool but yeah I just yoink and left like I really couldn't (laughs) I I would cry in tears every day like for hours on the way to school or like not on the way but in the morning before getting ready and then also like when I got home like I would and doing homework I would just be crying in tears like 3 a.m doing homework through the tears like ruining my paper crying like I did not want to go to school I was tapped out I was tapped out I could not handle it it was way too much pressure on top of Mr. Morrow also he had a daughter that went to the school and she did not give a fuck about nothing he would say she'd be like man fuck that nigga like or fuck that man she was like just not give a fuck and so I would hang out with her a little bit and she like was so tough and like I just admired her for that but like yeah shout out to Michelle too and that's gonna be it guys I wanted to comment on the whole Bobby Hill and Champagne Poppy interview thing on the really bad podcast but I guess I'm out of time talk on episode three season five you know you can find me i am dot bossy prada boots on tiktok bossy prada boots.co on instagram check out the viva la life podcast blog page by finding a link a link and fucking clicking it and the viva la life podcast on their socials tiktok and instagram i gotta go guys it is fucking hot bye